Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we have breaking news. The Jets have hired not one, but two coaches. Nathaniel Hackett will be the offensive coordinator, and Keith Carter will come in as the offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Hackett comes in after a failed stint as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Keith Carter let go by the Tennessee Titans, and so he comes in to take over for John Benton. And now we know two of the key pieces to this offseason puzzle for the Jets. So to discuss this and the ramifications that could result, we have our friend Glenn Naughton, who is the editor at JetNation.com, co-host over at Jet Nation Radio. Glenn, thanks so much for coming back on the show, brother. Hey, always a good time, man. It's uh, you know always fun to chop it up and talk Jets and... Uh... And we got to get you back over on our on our pod pretty soon. Yeah, for sure, Glenn. I'm looking forward to it. I always love talking to you, whether it's on my show or your show. And we're going to answer some mailbag questions the next couple of days after this. But we had to address the breaking news here with Nathaniel Hackett. In some ways, this made more sense than any other candidate that the Jets have interviewed. 
Chad O'Shea had one year of play calling experience. He was the wide receivers coach for the Browns last year and had called plays for the Dolphins in 2019, but that was the tank year. So what could you possibly get out of that season? Ultimately, what the Jets needed to do here was hire the anti-Mike LaFleur. And what I mean is when they brought in Mike LaFleur, he was this hotshot young kid with no play calling experience. And they were going to grow the offense with him and Zach Wilson. But ultimately, the strategy of getting an unproven play caller to team with an unproven quarterback didn't work out. We know all about the dynamic with the LaFleur-Wilson relationship based on the article by Jeff Howe and Zach Rosenblatt in The Athletic. It failed, and so the Jets needed to get somebody who was more seasoned. And when you looked at the list of guys they were interviewing, I mentioned Chad O'Shea because he did actually have play-calling experience. But most of the guys on this list were young up-and-comers or guys that had been around but hadn't called plays in the NFL. Hackett, to the best of my knowledge, was the only guy they had interviewed with multiple years of NFL play-calling experience on his resume. He has a prior relationship with Robert Sala. And so the Jets obviously decided that of the guys they were able to reel in for interviews, he was the one that made the most sense. We'll get into the nooks and crannies of the candidacy of Nathaniel Hackett in a second. But Glenn, first, let's talk about how this search played out. You looked at the names. You knew they had to get an experienced play caller because how do you possibly sell the fans on bringing in another unproven guy after the last unproven guy didn't work out? And so you had to figure that whoever it was would have experience. Hackett brings that to the table, if nothing else. We'll get into all the details about him. But before we do, on paper at least, knowing what we know about his resume as opposed to guys like Petulo, Johnson, Kaylee, the tight ends coach for the Patriots, Marcus Brady, who was an offensive coordinator for the Colts but didn't call plays. Hackett was the one that was easily the most seasoned. And so it makes sense from that perspective that he was the one they chose, in addition to, of course, having that previous working relationship with Robert Sala when they overlapped and spent time together in Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, I said right away, I, I hate the... um the current climate of, of hot takes and instant reactions and, and all that, you know, getting upset about things that haven't even happened yet. But I, I think they were three or four days into this search when I did a, a pod and I basically said, like, what the hell is going on? Like, I, I honestly didn't think we would see them interview a single candidate who didn't have some play calling experience at the pro level. And um, right away, the first three or four names that roll out are guys that had never done it before. And I'm just I was I was kind of beside myself and I'm thinking they, like they don't have time to waste because there are other teams looking for coordinators. You want to make sure you get your guy. And there's no way Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are going to place their their job security in the hands of someone who's never done it before. So once once Hackett's name emerged, it was the first name that kind of made sense from an experience standpoint. And as you said, you know, the way the, the, the experience that he has or the history he's got with Robert Sala. And as I've mentioned before, the uh, when the Jets played the Broncos this year, I understand that it's you know it's it's basically the job of every NFL coach to gush about every other coach he's asked about. But um, Salah seemed pretty genuine when he talked about uh, Hackett's experience and his the job he felt he had done in the past as a coordinator. So I thought there was a genuine respect there, and I thought the experience was there. So even though you know some of us fans are scarred from living through the years of his father as the uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I thought he was a guy that really had a better chance than people were giving him. 
and here we are. Glenn, are you trying to tell me that you didn't like the third and ten run up the middle by Paul Hackett, the specialty that he used to bring to the table? Uh, it was it, it, those years were, you know, they the Jets had a year. You know, someone said to me, "Oh, that you know they won ten games and they won ten games a couple times." They had one year. I'm sure you remember Scott when they had Curtis Martin was the NFL's leading rusher, and the Jets' offensive line gave up fewer sacks than any team in the NFL, and it felt like scoring points was like pulling teeth, <laughs> like they would win games. But they would make it as difficult as possible. And you're, I'm just, I remember sitting there one day and thinking, when was the last time you saw a team that protected their quarterback better than anyone in the NFL and ran for more yards than the, anyone in the NFL and was still struggling to score points? Like winning games, I get it. But you just felt like you've got some dominant players out here, especially, you know, as we always say, right? It starts up front. And nobody in the NFL that year on the O line was better than the Jets. And they barely squeaked into the playoffs. And it, it felt like, Fine, you give them credit for making it, but it's like you made it a lot harder than it should have been. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's not judge Nathaniel Hackett based on his father because then we would all be protesting down at Florham Park. Nathaniel Hackett should be judged on his own, and we will do that. We'll talk a little bit about his background, and we're going to do some shows here later on. But, of course, we're just discussing the breaking news. If you look at the offenses that were run by Nathaniel Hackett as an offensive coordinator, of course, with the Packers, they did very, very well, but he wasn't the primary play caller. That was Matt LaFleur. We know that he did good work with Aaron Rodgers, but again, how much of that was LaFleur and how much of it was just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, that's a question. But if you look at when he was the primary play caller, he was the primary play caller at the beginning in Denver, and he was the primary play caller for two years in Buffalo and three years in Jacksonville, all of it under Doug Marone. And the results are not great. They had that one year where they went to the AFC Championship in 2017. They had an outstanding run game and one of the league's best defenses, the number two defense in the league that year. But here's the issue. Blake Bortles got worse from where he was under Greg Olson, who was the predecessor of Nathaniel Hackett in Jacksonville. Bortles had thrown for 4,400 yards and 35 touchdowns when Greg Olson was there. And then when Hackett took over, Bortles was okay, but slowly started to decline. Even in that year in 2017, when they went to the AFC Championship game, he had really been turned into more of a game manager. And then by 2018, it all fell apart. Bortles regressed so badly that by the end of the year, the only job he could get was as a backup with the Rams, and then he disappeared from the league. And I'm not saying this is necessarily all Nathaniel Hackett's fault, but when you're a quarterback guy and you're an offensive coordinator and the player regresses under your watch that badly, 
it's a black mark on your resume for sure. In Buffalo, they had bad offenses, although they did have a good rushing attack with Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. But overall, these were the rankings for the offenses Nathaniel Hackett called the plays for. In Buffalo, 22-18, Jacksonville, 25-5, largely like we said because of the run game, 31 that final year when he was fired. And then with the Broncos, they were actually dead last, 32nd, and he didn't call the plays the entire year. He ceded ground to Clint Kubiak, who also interviewed for the job and actually had experience, so I thought he might be a legitimate candidate as well. So you look at what he did in Green Bay when he didn't call the plays, and the offense there was 15th in points, followed by 1st and then 10th. You have to have good players to be able to produce good results, and I think what these coaches do is they can not get the best out of their players or they can get the best out of their players or could be somewhere in between where they don't move the needle either way. Which kind of coach is Nathaniel Hackett? It's tough to say. How much of that Russell Wilson regression was on him? Russell Wilson appeared to not see a lot of open receivers, but then at the same time, if you're a quarterback guy and an offensive coach and you have a guy like Russell Wilson, you're going to take a good portion of the hit for what happens there. So you look at the Denver disaster, that wasn't good. People will say he was a head coach there. Maybe he's just meant to be a coordinator. Fair point. But on the other side of the ledger, he was running the offense and he did have Russell Wilson and they were 32nd in the league. So that's not good for him. Overall, the results have not been all that great, if we're being honest about it. He does have experience. There is continuity with the system, which was important to Robert Sala, and we'll get into that more in a little bit. If we're being positive here, Glenn, what we can say is that while the results haven't been all that good, he did have that one year in Jacksonville where they went to the AFC Championship game. And on top of that, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers and we thought Russell Wilson in Denver, he hasn't exactly had the best quarterbacks. He had Kyle Orton and EJ Manuel in Buffalo and then Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, not a murderer's row. However, you could then turn around and say the regression under Blake Bortles happened while he was the offensive coordinator and EJ Manuel, a young quarterback who he was supposed to help develop, never got anywhere. Now, again, I don't want to put that on him necessarily because it's possible EJ Manuel was just bad, but it doesn't help his case that he wasn't able to do anything to help EJ Manuel get to a higher level. So mixed bag here with Hackett. Glenn, your thoughts here unpacking everything as far as what Nathaniel Hackett's resume says, at least on paper right now, before we dig in deeper over the next couple of days and weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to because the point with Bortles is a really good one. Anytime you see a player regress, you know, you want to know what happened there. Um, And I think in Jacksonville, you know, one thing that I I vaguely recall. So I just looked it up while you were talking, you know, talent matters. I I get, you know, I get the NFL is a results based business, but I think sometimes people get so obsessed with the results that uh, that they just dismiss, you know, the why. Like, why did that happen? Um, And if you look at, you know, when Blake Bortles, you know, looked like a much better quarterback just a couple years earlier. Um, he had Allen Robinson and Marquise Lee that he was throwing to. They both finished over 800 yards. Lee was a guy whose his career was cut short. He looked good early on, um, you know, out of college. He had a couple of good seasons, 2016, 2017. He combined for 1,500 yards. So, you know, not a bad player. Um, you know, obviously just kind of fell off the face of the earth. And then a couple of years later, uh, when we saw that big drop off from from Blake, Gordle, Blake Bortles, um, you know, still in Jacksonville and still with Haggett. 
with uh, Hackett. He was throwing to um he had Dante Moncrief, who uh you know like a guy who had some speed but never really never really amounted to much in the league. Um, D.D. Westbrook was his number one receiver in terms of targets. Um, I'm not even sure how long he was in the league. So, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe the weapons downgraded. And, you know, I get that, you know, that you have you do have some guys who just seem to produce no matter what, you know, the, the Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrows of the world. But I think we can all agree that uh, that is not what Blake Bortles is. And you're going to be limited even when his weapons are are solid. So maybe that drop off in production was due, you know, as much much to do with losing some talent as it was with uh maybe the league catching up to what Hackett was doing but obviously there was regression so that is concerning so I'm not uh I'm not I'm not doing backflips over the hire but something you just said I tweeted it out almost verbatim as soon as the hire was announced which is basically as as tempting as it is to to hold Nathaniel Hackett accountable for Paul Hackett's failures I'm I'm going to resist the urge to do it by the way, per Minikimes, here are the DVOA rankings for Nathaniel Hackett's offenses, not including Green Bay, where he wasn't the primary play caller. Buffalo, 13 to 14, 25th. Jacksonville, 16 to 17. He was promoted midseason that year, 27th. Jacksonville, 17 to 18, 15th. His final year in Jacksonville, 2018, 30th. And then, of course, we know what happened in Denver, where it was 32nd. So we'll see. He's got experience, there's pluses and minuses, and clearly Robert Sala believes in him, which is what he talked about a lot at the press conference following the announcement of the hiring. Here's some of the key notes. Sala said that the Jets interviewed more than 15 candidates for the position. Quote, Nathaniel Hackett checks every box. Sala said that you want to be able to look past recency bias when asked about Nathaniel Hackett's disastrous tenure in Denver. You got to look past whatever you want to call Denver. But the fact is he got that opportunity because of his life's work as an offensive coordinator. Sala said the quarterback position was the number one concern but said that he and Hackett didn't get into specific names, said he still wants to work with Zach Wilson while bringing in a veteran. Salas said Hackett had, quote, great success with all the quarterbacks he's worked with. I don't know if the evidence backs that up, Robert Salas. Certainly didn't have great success with Russell Wilson, if nothing else. We could debate everything else, but he definitely didn't have great success with Russell Wilson. Salas was asked if Nathaniel Hackett's connection to, quote, certain quarterbacks was in the back of his mind. Salas said no. He wanted somebody who's worked with different types of quarterbacks. Of course, the quarterback Hackett has a connection to that was being referred to there is Aaron Rodgers. We all know that. So people are thinking that because the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, that means Aaron Rodgers might be next. Glenn, before we get into the Aaron Rodgers part of this, I didn't think there was anything particularly illuminating about the comments. He did sidestep a question about whether or not Zach Wilson would have the opportunity to compete for the starting job with whichever veteran they bring in at quarterback. I suspect that was done for two reasons. Number one is because they want to make sure that any veteran they're trying to attract doesn't feel like they're coming in here to compete with anybody. And number two, if they do fail to get one of the big fish, they want to make sure that if it's somebody like Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew, that if they have to have Zach Wilson compete, he can. And so he didn't want to box himself in either way. But I'm sure the intention is for them to get a quarterback who's good enough that Zach Wilson wouldn't be competing with that person for the starting job. Other than that, it sounds like Salah likes, trusts, and respects Nathaniel Hackett. 
likes the fact that he brings continuity with his system, appreciates his level of experience, which is something that was lacking with Mike LaFleur, and really seems to believe in Hackett not just as an offensive mind, but also as a quarterback guy. Yeah, you know, no, nothing shocking there, as you said. And um, I, I think there, you know, there is some some credibility with with Hackett wanting or with Salah wanting Hackett to, to run an offense that has a lot of West Coast traits to kind of ease that transition a little bit since since LaFleur had quite a bit as well. I think that, he, you know, of course, he's going to be generous and 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 give perhaps heap praise on him that he hasn't earned. But it, it's not unfair to say that, you know, some of the quarterbacks, you know, like E.J. Manuel and, uh, you know, Kyle Orton had some of their better years. Now, we've discussed Bortles, who didn't have his best years. But and I would have to look, honestly, at Bortles year to year. I think he was bad under Hack or I think he was bad under Hackett. But but no, you know, as you said, he got worse as, as that went on. So scratch that. But yeah, fr- from what we heard from Salah, it's he's obviously going to come out in the corner of the guy that he just hired. Um, he, you know, he, he wants to, he wants the positive spin. He wants to talk about the fact that some guys performed well under Hackett. Um, I don't buy for a second that they didn't talk about names about guys they were going to pursue. Um, you know, veteran quarterback is a bit too vague of a plan. If you're a, a coordinator looking to come in because, uh, you know, listen, Jacoby Brissett is a veteran quarterback, right? Um, you're going to kind of talk about guys you might bring in, not 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 Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield at the top of your list. So I, I don't think that, you know, I, I think anyone connecting these dots and drawing this, these conclusions that, oh, this means Aaron Rodgers is coming, I think is is getting ahead of themselves. But um, it certainly doesn't hurt. And I, I, I have no doubt, you know, that was discussed behind the scenes. Glenn, I want to get into the Aaron Rodgers aspect of this, but first let's talk about Keith Carter, the other coach that the Jets hired today. He was the Tennessee Titans run game coordinator and offensive line coach. He was let go. Salas said they were thrilled to have him in the building, and they couldn't believe that he was let go. Let's take a look at what Mike Mariitis wrote over at Titans Wire about the tenure of Keith Carter in the role of run game coordinator and offensive line coach for the Tennessee Titans. Quote, after finishing top 10 in sacks allowed in Carter's first two seasons, including a 2019 campaign that saw the group up front surrender the third most sacks with 56, the Titans offensive line rebounded nicely in 2020, giving up 25 sacks tied for six fewest in the league. Unfortunately for Carter and the Titans, that was one of the last bright spots of his tenure as the offensive line coach in Nashville. Tennessee would go on to give up the seventh most sacks in 2021, 47, and then they were tied for fifth most sacks allowed in 2022, 49. While none of that is a good look for Carter, it's important to note that the Titans have been unbelievably banged up up front during that span, and former general manager John Robinson did not do a good job bringing in enough talent. Making matters worse, the team completely whiffed on Isaiah Wilson. You may remember what happened there. He went AWOL, lost his mind, and he's a completely sunk cost. He's not even there anymore. And is on the cusp of striking out with Dylan Raddins, a pair of early round picks from the 2020 and 2021 NFL drafts, respectively. Carter certainly wasn't innocent in the overall struggles, though, and there was more than one occasion he wasn't painted in a positive light. And then Mike links to stories about Taylor Lewan talking about Todd Downing and Keith Carter after them getting fired. Spoiler alert, Taylor Lewan did not have positive things to say about Keith Carter. Same thing with Ty Sambriello. He was unhappy with the Titans and Keith Carter before retiring. You can read both of those articles. They're linked to Mike's piece. And also should note that if you went on Twitter today, 
In the Jets' announcement on their official Twitter account about the Keith Carter hiring, there were a ton of Titans fans in there offering the Jets their condolences on the hire. And if you went and looked at all of the tweets from Titans fans throughout the day, they were all overwhelmingly negative. Now, as the article that I just read from points out, there was a lack of talent there in the offensive line. There were injuries that piled up, so it's not all entirely on Keith Carter. But it sounds like he had quite a few struggles didn't really get along with a lot of the key players there. Not encouraging signs. He was supposedly in demand, though. He had four teams that were interested. So I guess we'll see. A lot of it's going to come down to what Joe Douglas can do to fix the offensive line and if Brees Hall comes back healthy. But you have to bear in mind, when that many fans of a particular team that watch this team all the time are talking so negatively about this guy, and some of his former players are openly talking about how much they dislike playing for him, not exactly what you want to hear right after the hire. But we'll see now, especially if Joe Douglas makes the right moves here in free agency in the draft, whether it was more a matter of lack of talent or bad coaching or maybe some combination of both there for Keith Carter in Tennessee. Yeah, it's always, you know, that that's the the conundrum when you're trying to, it's similar to what I was just saying with, with Hackett, with Bortles, when you lose receivers, when you don't have the talent up front, and the, the Titans definitely had some big swings and misses up front, you know, with early picks that didn't pan out. And, you know, one of the things that, that kind of jumped out at me, I don't know if you saw it, that uh, Connor Hughes from uh, SNY, he tweeted out that there were at least four other teams that were in pursuit. Um, so anytime you get a guy who's who's highly who's highly sought after, and multiple teams want to bring them on, then uh, it, it's it's better. You know, it, it's a good sign to me. It, it shows that you're not sort of, you know, th- just throwing uh kind of throwing caution to the wind and, and and grabbing someone you're familiar with, but you're going out and you're adding a player or adding a you're going out and you're adding a coach who other coaches think highly of and who isn't wasn't really having a hard time finding work and was having to decide between multiple suitors. Glenn, of course, the last part of this is all the Aaron Rodgers speculation that comes along with the Nathaniel Hackett hire. Everybody knows that Rodgers and Hackett have a good relationship, but they had a good relationship last year when Hackett got hired by the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers didn't get traded to the Broncos. So I don't think this moves the needle. It definitely could help but I don't think it's going to get a deal done, and it's certainly not any indication that there is a deal done already or that the Jets are expecting to get Aaron Rodgers. Ultimately, the Packers have to decide to trade Rodgers before he can go anywhere. Rodgers would have to like the place that they would be trading him to. He'd have to be willing to rework his deal financially. So there are a lot of hurdles to get over here as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that the Nathaniel Hackett move means that they've got a deal in the bag for Rodgers or that they did this thinking that it was going to help them get Rodgers. I think Salah has a relationship with Hackett, worked together in Jacksonville. He likes his experience level. He likes the continuity, as we said, and that's why this was done. Certainly, this is going to fuel the Aaron Rodgers speculation, but I don't think it really means anything. Yeah, I, I think it's tempting for fans to assume that there that this is a sign of something to come. Um, and while Aaron Rodgers could still end up a Jet, I, I think you're right. I think this is Robert Sala going with a guy he knows and trusts, who, as we said, has some track record um, as a play caller at the pro level. So why not bring him on board? If you know, as Robert Sala said, he you know he ticked all of the boxes. They they interviewed over 15 candidates according to Sala. And every time he went back to look at, you know, what they were finding in each interview, Hackett was the guy that that ticked the boxes. So that's who they went with. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers connection is nice and all. But as you said, you know, we just saw this last year. 
Um, and it was, I mean, that, it, that was, I think, a far more likely scenario that Denver brought Hackett on board solely to pursue Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that didn't work out. In this case, I think the Jets are bringing Hackett on board. And if they can get Rodgers, great. But th- this isn't their sort of the ace up their sleeve that they're banking on to land him. Glenn Naughton, editor, JetNation.com and co-host of Jet Nation Radio. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the breaking news of the Jets hiring Nathaniel Hackett and Keith Carter. They're two newest coaches, Hackett, the offensive coordinator, Carter, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work over at JetNation.com and your work at Jet Nation Radio, plus follow you on social media. How can they do all that? Get me at AceFan23, A-C-E-Fan23. And as you said, JetNation.com, JetNation Radio, you can get those through JetNation.com where uh, we've got the most active Jets message board on the web. Tons of traffic over there and uh, fans are fired up right now. They have been for a while. So there's plenty to talk about and uh, pretty pretty liberal rules out there. Uh, they, they let you say what you want about the team. I've seen a couple sites who, who don't want you trashing the team because it's a bad look, but but Jet Nation does a great job of uh, of just letting you say what you want to say. Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing over at JetNation.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some outstanding All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch our videos, subscribe if you haven't already, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.